Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the most finest, Monte Hill. Uh, uh, the pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher Boy Shafty. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning roast. Oh, good morning, Bay Area, oh, baby. What? It's like you ejected. I threw you guys for a curveball. Oh, yeah. Throw a curveball there. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Good morning, everybody. Took it off the graveyard shift when it's happening. Uh, Overnight dancers, YouTube, Twitch. Powered by First NorCal Credit. You're getting a smart choice for low auto low rates and super simple online application process. It's a Tuesday morning. We're kind of decompressing from the NFC title game, but we're going diving deeper into the game. What was your turning point? What'd you like? What you didn't like? What can't the Niners do in the Super Bowl? What can they carry over into the Super Bowl? A lot, a lot of calls here. 888-957-9570. Brock Purdy's performance. Shanahan is a play caller. This defense where Baldy says the only D lineman who played worth the damn was Nick Bosa. Uh, That's a problem. Uh, uh, were you surprised by that comment? Because I was not. No, I, we watched the game. We know how bad it was. <laughs> you know how bad the defense, the front seven was against Detroit. I mean, like, my big takeaway at halftime was, and again, halftime, I didn't got to play the whole game, but I was like, all right, complete scheme change in the offseason. We need to scrap this D-line. I need a whole new personnel upgrade. They're just paying way too much money on that line to get that type of output. Yeah. No. It's, it's a very simple math equation for me. They're going to have to retool. That entire defensive line. You got to get faster. You yes. got to get stronger. Speed it's is just, important. They just don't look quick or athletic at all. And, you know, it could be. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I'm i looking at the Super Bowl. And we'll, we'll get into it. And I'm just thinking, man, Purdy and company are just going to have to be on point. They're going to have to score, 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 and score some more. You can't settle for three. You can't throw interceptions. You can't turn the ball over against Mahomes. So Baltimore did. They turned the ball over against Mahomes. Three turnovers. Lamar Jackson fumble. Lamar Jackson interception in the triple coverage. Zay Flowers fumble at the goal line. Those are the differences in a big-time game. Trankman always says it. When I play these games, and he said in 2021, I'll never forget it. You know, Joe, these games come down to not who's going to make a play, but who's not going to make the mistake. Defensively, we're making mistakes 
left and right. I don't. I'm glad you asked him. Who is it on? Is it on Steve Wilkes or the personnel? Well, I, it's personnel. I, I think if you were to like gauge the, uh, and I know Twitter isn't everything, but like fans and Twitter, like in the stands, it was Steve Wilkes, Steve Wilkes. People were screaming about Steve Wilkes at halftime, and then I looked on the phone and I'm on X or whatever it's called, and everyone's like Steve Wilkes. I look on Instagram, people are direct messaging me. Oh, Steve Wilkes gotta go, and I'm thinking like I'm sitting here watching, and I'm like, look, I hear you. I don't think he's the greatest DC on the planet. Do I think he's do I think he's Belichick? No. But I also like don't think they have great personnel right now. Yeah. Their safeties are taking poor angles. They've got a third linebacker, Oren Burks, who I don't know how many teams he's playing on. Yeah. You know, like I, I just being real, their D line is getting zero push. They're winning no one on one battles outside of Bosa. So and in their cornerback situation, they have a third corner who's not very good. You know, and 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 it's tough to play DB in the NFL in general. Yeah. But like, I look at their personnel, and I'm like, I don't think they're anywhere near what they were in 2019, for example. Like yeah. this matchup that they're facing with the with the Chiefs, the defense we saw in 2019, though not as as elite maybe in terms of accolades as this defense, I think they were in better form and a better defense in 2019 than what they are currently. They're a completely better defense. The secondary is better. You had the wisdom of Richard Sherman. Emmanuel Mosley was very underrated, a very good corner. The safeties, I thought, were better. Jimmy Ward was a very good Tart, player. Yeah. Tart was good that season, even though he didn't create any turnovers. Hell, I thought last year's defense was a lot better than this year's defense, even though the sack numbers didn't show up. But I thought the secondary was a lot better. You dropped Jimmy Ward into the nickel. Very, very good. Diablo Lenore was surging. He was ascending last season. Charveris Ward, of course, had a solid season. But that 2019 defense with the NASCAR to go rush past rush there with D Ford and the tall first, mm-hmm. the Oregon tall first with uh, Eric Armstead and DeForest Buck. That defense is so much better well, than this one. It's not even close now. We thought, and this is something that I figured out in September with this football team. We kind of talked about this, that this could be the year that the offense carried the defense in terms of, hey, if you give up 15 uh-huh. to 17 points a game, it's not the end of the world because we're going to blow teams out. We're going to be explosive. We're going to average 30 a game. So this offense has been been able to carry the defense. And in their last game of the season, they're going to have to probably do the same thing. Carry the defense and hope the defense can just get a couple key stops and hold Kansas City down offensively because you know they're going to try to explode and exploit some of the mismatches here. But this defense, man, I, I've, always, I've always believed it was personnel, Shasky. Guy's got to make like think about Minnesota. Terminator swore before they get into half. Okay, you're st- it was a dumb blitz idea. Cover zero blitz, but you got to make idiotic. But your players got to make plays at the end of the day as well. No, it, it, they go hand in hand. No, there's no, there's no doubt about that. But I, I do believe when you miss one on one tackles, like we could scream and point at the at the at the DC all we want. Sometimes you got to wrap up. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Like, and be in a position to make plays. Tig Brown, there was a play. He was two steps slow yep. on a play that he should have broken the pass up at minimum. At yep. minimum. Maybe at best he picks it off. But, like, if he just reacts a little quicker and, and drives into the ground a little quicker, bang, he breaks it up. Instead, Amara St. Brown catches it and gets yep. a first down on a key third down. Key third down. How about the third and 12 run by. by I- the gunplay. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. I thought it was a great audible by It was Jericho. a beautiful audible. He 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 motions. He gets everybody situated. He Can realizes we get off that block, though? Yeah, he realizes that his man defense, Pene Sewell, pulled I know. to the left and just creamed Jair Brown on the edge there. And it was an easy, 
Easy 13-yard run for Gibbs. The wide receivers, their wide receivers, we talk about our wide receivers making blocks downfield. Amarase, Brown, Josh Reynolds, those jokers can block oh, in Detroit. I agree with that. You know, you bring up, like, last year. Just forget 2019, but just last year's defense. I understand every year you're not going to keep anyone, like every single player. Like you got to let some guys go. Like that's the that's the nature of the sport. That's the nature of business. But when you invested what you did into Armstead years ago and you paid him DN money, and now he slid back into D tackle. I've been saying for a while, like it's not great money, even though he's been a good player. And then you sacrifice. You had a choice. You could bring back some combination of Al Shair, Jimmy Ward, yep. Amenahue, and th- those were very important depth right. pieces. You didn't, and then you used that yep. money, and you went out and got Javon Hargrave. And he has not been as good as I wanted him to be, considering the money. The first first month of the season, we're like, wow, Javon Hargrave, right? look at him. And then it's tapered off. But then we all get excited about the trade for Randy Gregory. We get excited about the trade for Chase Young. And neither has done much. Actually, I would say Gregory's been better than Chase Young. Yeah, if if that. I mean, I not mean, by but, much. And then they brought in Cleveland Farrell as well. And he and Cleveland Farrell was playing well. He was. Parker was, a, Parker was playing better than Gregory and Chase Young. I, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it, but do you I see mean, where I'm going yeah. with this? Like, and I know a many who's out for the year. Like, you sacrifice some of the depth, and you brought in a, a higher end player. Well, that higher end player has to have impact. Otherwise, you're going to feel the loss of all the depth. One guy we haven't talked about. What's that? He had three sacks in Pittsburgh. We haven't seen him since. Drake Jackson. <laughs> How about Drake Jackson? This guy, this guy was a second round pick. Second round second pick. Round second round pick out of USC. The high pick, faded, highest pick they had the year before. Fight, faded last season in the postseason. Was basically inactive the last few weeks of the season. Doesn't play in the playoffs. That's another guy that That's you were counting point. on. That's a Drake really Jackson. Point. If Drake Jackson is performing at a high level, or if he's giving the Niners anything, maybe they don't trade for Chase Young. They don't trade for Randy Gregory, but they made that trade because Drake Jackson couldn't hold up his end of the bargain. And now these picks, like we talk about the Warriors all the time yes, with their picks. Yes, me. Wiseman not panning yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Pool's gone. Those are the depth pieces that the Warriors are lacking right now. Well, the 49ers are in the well, same boat. I underrated Charles Amenehu in terms of depth. The guy always got to the quarterback. And then I underrated Al Shair. I've noticed this year, and I just think that Oren Burks might be a better special teams player. Al Shair is a better uh, defensive, you know, base down player for this team. And, and we miss him. We miss his impact. He was very reliable. Not a perfect player, but an upgrade yep. over what they have. And then I look at the safety position. When you lose Talanoa Hufong, I don't know. Gibson doesn't look as good. Maybe he's getting a little up there in age. And I think there's a drop off between Logan Ryan and yep. and Jair Brown and Hufunga. Like that's he's a good player. No, he is. He is. I, that's and so does defense, man. They got to cut their lucky stars because Detroit did anything that they wanted in this football game. But Detroit's going to look at the film. Yeah. And I'm not apologizing. I'm taking a win. It's surviving events. It's not always going to be pretty. But Josh Reynolds dropping the fourth down and then dropping the third down. That hit him right in the hands. Momentum plays. You know, and the 49ers, I'll give them credit this. I'll give them credit here. What's that? They did tackle a lot better in the second half. Uh, They tackled. uh, The tackling in the first half, Fred Warner whipped on so many tackles. Chase Young, the effort play on Jameer Gibbs, touchdown run to Sean Gibson. Their tackling in these playoffs have been subpar. 
Although in the final two quarters, it did get a little bit better there when it came to tackling on some key third downs there. But overall, the tackling in the playoffs, maybe they need to do some Oklahoma drills getting ready for the Super Bowl. I don't know. And Baldy was talking about maybe getting back to fundamentals with the defensive line and learning how to shed blocks and beat double teams. Well, maybe they need to tackle a little bit. Yeah, this is a very poor shedding block team, which is like crazy. And tackling. It's the tackling's crazy. been porous in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, my, my favorite part of the game, is when Ambry Thomas has nothing to do with why a guy drops a ball or why a ball is overthrown and is celebrating like on the group project like he's the one who did everything. Poor guy. Just, I get it. We're all fired up. Run back to the sideline right. and and just, you know, yeah. come on, man. No doubt. Let's it go was to, driving me kind of crazy watching it back. I'm <laughs> it not going to lie to you. He no. does the, he does like, like this. Yeah, it's like, no, Josh Reynolds dropped the pass. Like, <laughs> like stop. Flat out. Jamison Williams. Basically dropped the pass in the end zone. Hit beat both Jair Brown and Avery Thomas. Uh, Jameson Williams, by the way, I could see why for Lions fans he's maddening. You could see the raw speed. Oh, my gosh. And the guy just can't put it all together. Yeah, no, the talent is there. The talent is there for him. We saw it at Alabama. Uh, by the way, he was at Ohio State at first. Can you believe Ohio State had Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then they were recruiting Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah, no daddy, so we know that. But that is a stacked white receiver room. Let's go to Bowl in Detroit. Bowl, what's happening? You're on a roast. Hey, Bonte Jasky, good morning. What's up, Bowl? Good morning, man. I went to the game. I flew from Detroit to Vegas, then Vegas to San Fran to Santa Clara. That was the best game I've ever been to in my life. It's one of them games. I can't tell you the emotions. Oh, man. But listen, man, I looked at it differently. I think the difference in this game was experience versus inexperience. It showed, and finally K paid off for us. But you've seen those Lions guys at halftime, before the half, they're waving by to the crowd. you got to act like you've been there before. We acted like we've been there before, and we showed it. And that was the difference in the game to me. We wanted it more, we had the experience, and we knew how to play in their hands in the second half. And that was the difference in the game, in my opinion. Good call, Detroit. What do you? Good call, Bowler, Detroit. What do you think, Shasky? Yeah, I do believe that there was an experience level uh, to this game. Like the Niners have been in how many tight playoff games right. in the last couple of years with this core? Yeah. I, there's Maybe. something to that. I think the coaching staff has learned. You know, one thing we kind of uh, never talk about is coaching staffs panic sometimes. And I think being in this many high-pressured environments, it has helped Shanahan. You could see he's a different coach now than when in 2019, for example, yep. when that all that stuff happened. Yep. In no, the Super Bowl. no, you're right. You're right. He has grown there. The experience factor. I thought he was really good in the second half. And, and to the ball's point, the experience. You even look at it in the AFC Championship game with Baltimore, Kansas City. Kid City looked like they've been there before, right? Mm-hmm. Baltimore hadn't been there really, mm-hmm. never hosted an AFC Championship game before in that city's history. And that's so you know, Baltimore comes out in the game, the fire, crowd is fired up at MTT Bank Stadium, and they go three and out. Meanwhile, Kid City gets the ball. They go right down the field to eat a bunch of clock. They end up with a Travis Kelsey touchdown catch. And in the second half, they didn't get tight. They said, okay, we're not moving the ball. We're not scoring, but we're going to continue to play sound defense. We'll continue to make Baltimore try to put together 12 to 15 play drive drives as opposed to 7 to 8 play drives. And Baltimore got tight. So it's a good point. Detroit, we saw in the second half, whether you agree with the fourth down decisions, they did get a bit tight. Yes, they did. They did get tight. I, I thought Dan Campbell's situational play calling from Ben Johnson and just their timeout allocation, it was just all over the map. Uh, let's go to Crazy Taco about Montana. Crazy Taco. 
Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good, Crazy Taco. Good. Hey, right on, guys. So you you were asking for stories about what what I did at halftime. So um, I'm at a youth football, and I'm catering that event. And all these kids, 10, 12, 13, 14-year-olds, they're all Detroit Lions fans. You know, it's, it's proximity. We're close to them here in Montana. And all of them were talking so much smack going through the first two quarters. And then at halftime, I told them a joke. And I told them, hey, what, what do the Detroit Lions and Chick-fil-A have in common? And no one could answer. And I told them, no one shows up on Sundays. Oh, <laughs> oh. It's not and bad. It's not bad. Every, everything turned at that point, And I dunked tacos and tamales all over those kids at the end of the night. It was great. There it is. <laughs> uh, we got some sound here from Alex Smith that we're going to flip in just a second. He believes the Niners defense is in trouble in the Super Bowl. Alex Smith, of course, played with the Chiefs and the well, 49ers. He had his best years in Kansas City. It, this defense just doesn't feel anywhere near as good as what it was at least what I thought it was in the middle of the season. I feel like there are a lot of cracks, and maybe that's just because you get exposed by better teams in the playoffs. But B, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling really good about them right now. Like, what do they do really well? What does this defense do really well? Nothing. Nah, you, you don't. Nothing. Think, you don't but, think I mean, they look, they, good they, linebacker play. Good, the linebacker play was spotty. That wasn't Fred Warner's best game. No, I You're agree. Baldy, and I agree with Baldy. I saw Warner miss a lot of plays. A lot of. Uh, Look, when I watched that game back and that ended, we were hanging out for dear life at the end of the first half, right? And Jameer Gibbs runs that route. And I know Fred Warner was in zone, but Gibbs was behind him in his zone, and there was nobody there in the deep middle. Goff dismissed him. Goff missed him. Go back and watch that play, Shasky. He, I mean, he was wide. And you hear Kevin Burke going, oh, he missed him. Just put a little too much on it. And even on the play to LaPorta, he beats Drake Greenlaw at the line of scrimmage. Oh, Goff just missed it. They were that, like, this defense right now is not playing well. They're not playing in situations here and there. They're making some plays against the run. But overall, I, I'm i scratching my head thinking, boy, how did they win that game? How, like, this defense, it, it's a miracle they shut out the Lions for most of the second half. I, I hear you. I just think Laporta is so damn good, and their wide receivers are so damn good, and the linebackers. They put an unbelievable amount of stress on any defense. And I, I don't know, I, I would still say well, that their linebackers are good, even if they didn't no, have great No, games. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm not saying that Warner Because that's the strength of their no, team No, I'm not saying defense. that Warner's not good or Greenlaw's not good. But they're not, not playing well. But they didn't play at a high level uh, Sunday against Detroit. What about that? That is a bar game. So, what about Bosa overall? Bosa stepped up. <clears throat> Pardon me. Bosa stepped up. But he's the only one who stepped up. I he's mean, the only one who stepped up. This defense collectively... Had a subpar game against the Detroit Lions. Like when I think about years past, 2021, suffocating defensive line, right? They were. They were a suffocating defensive line. 2022, suffocating defensive line with the defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa. I, I just I don't see that same level of of impact from the D line. I just don't see it. Um, let's go to I mean, Ibukum was better than Chase Young. Yeah, but Seb said Ibukum. Ibukum. Uh, here, here's Baldy on the Put that down for next year. He plays too high. He likes to see everything that's going on. And, you know, guys are hitting him in the chest. They're getting underneath him. Tight ends are blocking him. But I didn't think, outside of Bosa, I didn't think any of the defense linemen played well. I didn't think Armstead did. I didn't think Hargrave did. Mm. Definitely not Kinlaw. 
or given. I didn't think they got good performances from that front. They got blocked up. I didn't think the run fits with the linebackers was good. I thought Fred was off. I thought Burks was off. I mean, I didn't think the run fits looked like a championship-level defense. Like, honestly, I mean, if Fred Warner was on the show right now, I'd go, Fred, on that, you know, Montgomery run 15 yards right in, up the middle. I mean, it's a basic inside zone. Everybody runs that play. The 49ers run as well as anybody. They're double-teaming the tackles. The linebackers got to go. They got to go fit that. Burks went one way. Warner went the other way. Like, I don't know what they're, like, whether it was a tight end in motion that threw him off or whatever. But they just opened up the middle right to, you know, Tig to right. make the tackle. Like, I didn't think they, I didn't think they, like, I would get back to the basics of taking on double teams, getting off blocks, like walking through your run fits. You should get these run fits down where literally you put a blindfold on and you know exactly where you're going. So again, and it, that was that was out of sorts and it didn't look right. All right, there's Baldy there. Sorry to cut cut that off on Baldy. Um, but he's right, and that's why you know I'm not saying that Warner and Greenlaw are not great linebackers. They're all time linebackers. They're all-time linebackers. And I don't know if it has to do with the defensive line not getting off their blocks, not filling in the gaps, the A gap, B gap, whatever it is. But that front seven got destroyed by Detroit. It, it, they it, really did. What they put on film. Yeah, no doubt. And Andy Reid's got two weeks to digest that. Patrick Mahomes has two weeks to digest that. This defense has got to step up. And, you know, and the talk- strength of Kansas City all, for the whole year has been Pacheco. He's been like their most reliable entity. Wouldn't you agree? In terms of like their impact, yep, no doubt. Pacheco runs. Somebody said he he runs like he, somebody stole something from him, or <laughs> like he runs like he hates the grass or something like that. He's the just way physical. He I I worry about him, and part of why. They- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They lost that game against Kansas City five years ago. So, Was the run game killed them at the end? So... Everybody's pointing the figure at Wilkes. And, it's you know, not on just Wilkes. Guys are getting premium money across the board. Is it on Wilkes or the personnel? Here's Baldy. I think it's more personnel than Steve. Gotcha. I mean, honestly, I mean, everybody runs toss crack. Everybody right. runs outside zone. It's been a weakness of the 49ers all year. Like, I was talking to Rod Woodson. I was in Baltimore on Sunday. I was talking to Rod Woodson about, you know, communication. 
Because if if my defensive end is getting cracked back by a, a tight end or wide receiver, first of all, I can't get blocked by the either one of those guys. Right. If I'm Chase, Nick, if I'm Gregory, whoever it is. Like, I can't get blocked by any of those guys. But it also helps if somebody's t- telling you there's a crack, crack, crack coming. Like, somebody's got to be yelling that out. Like it, you or you, you at least have to look at the splits of these guys and go. It's a possibility. Like they could be coming down on me. It's first and ten. This is a, a an indicator that in this form from this formation, like they could run this play. I mean, it's got to be high alert here. And it didn't look like that, especially no. in that first half. So the scheme may not be working, but I want to. I don't want to confuse people with the facts. This is Kyle Shanahan's scheme. We could go back and find an Eric Crocker cut where Crocker says, I believe Shanahan is the defense coordinator of this team. He's always in the defensive meetings. He said that, hey, he wants the wide eye, which is why Chris Kosarek, the defensive line coach, is here in San Francisco. Shanahan wants this scheme. Steve Wilkes told us midway through the year, hey, I'm still trying to learn the scheme. <laughs> which is laughable now. Crazy. Right? It's like it's crazy for a defense coordinator saying that because everybody was coming down on him saying that, hey, it's all Steve Wilkes. He needs to come down from the boot to the sideline. Wilkes says, that's all fine and dandy, but I'm still learning the scheme. The scheme. So this is shit ahead scheme, but the players still got to make plays. And they were getting plus off the line of scrimmage. They were getting bullied here. So I don't know how much scheme has to do with not tackling. Is scheme, does scheme have to – does scheme impact your effort? That Chase Young game well, on that, Sunday? No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Zero. So Zero this is not his it. scheme. This is not scheme. I, Steve, Steve Oaks likes to blitz. He I likes to blitz. I just feel like he's been an easy fall guy. And I, right. I think that that takes all the pressure off the guys who are getting highly paid. Like, Armstead's a right. highly paid player. And he might be hurt right now. And that that just might, might be what it is, right? And Hargrave is a highly paid player. He needs yep. to play better. You know, all these other guys on the DNs, uh, Chase... Um, what's his face? Randy Gregory. They want to get another contract next year. Well, they need to make plays. Oren Burks, you want to stay in the NFL? You got to make plays. Safeties. Gibson, you want to keep playing in the NFL? You got to make plays. Tig Brown, you were a third-round draft pick. Right. We, we value you highly. We took right. you were our first draft pick this year. Right. Like, you got to make plays. Also, also, you know, it's kind of like the Warriors where we always talk about Kaminga and all these guys trying to fit in the read and react system. Well, maybe you need to adjust your personnel to your players. You see that? Maybe Chase Young yeah. is not a wide eye guy. Maybe he's not a 4-3 guy. Maybe he's not. I don't know. What maybe is Randy Gregor. I don't know what Chase Young is. Chase Young needs to figure out who he is. And he needs to figure out the heartbeat here. Got the Super Bowl on deck with Patrick Mahomes. So we'll continue to roll on this. We'll replay Ball D at 920. We'll get to your phone calls. 888-957-9570. That's all coming up. Brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. What's going on, Roasters? It's Brian Baldy with the NFL Network, and you're listening to the Morning Roast with Fontaine Shasky at 95.7 The Game. Well, replay the Baldy interview at 920. Don't want to miss that. He said a lot of good things. Broke down the title games, uh, the NFC title game, more so. Speaking about the 49ers, but however, the roast. If you need more roast, how would you like to have breakfast with the morning roast? That's right. Joe Maloney, Sam Lubman, Joe Shasky the Butcher, and yours truly. Starting tomorrow at 7.30 and 8.30, we will be offering you a chance to have eggs and toast with the roast. Tune in tomorrow morning and learn how you can win. This contest will start tomorrow and go through next Tuesday. Two winners each day, and each winner gets to bring a plus one. Sure, you get to have roast or toast with the roast, or you could roast. How do you like your eggs? 
Uh, I like all types. It doesn't matter to me. No, I mean, I will eat any kind of egg. Yeah, me too. That's why. I don't, but, know, I don't have... Like when you go when you go to a restaurant, oh, let's just yeah. say, you're going to go to Millbrae Pancake always, House. I always get an omelet. An omelet? I always get an omelet. Okay. You, you I, like, I love scrambled, but uh-huh. I love sunny side up. Uh-huh. I love eggs benedict. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lo- I, I, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. They, so, they're all my favorite. <laughs> I love eggs. Absolutely incredible. When I go to Squat and Gobble, uh, you know, every now and then on West Portal, uh, I will get myself the poached eggs. I like poached eggs. I don't know what it is. I like a medium poached egg. That's the way I like my eggs these days. Is that is that me being too snobby? No. I, I, Do you like sausage you can, with wait, eggs? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, got to have hold sausage. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why would you having... Because scrambled be tends to be more blue collar, right? Really? That's you what guys I label like. these things? What? I've literally People, never thought about eggs as a class. Yeah, I never thought about eggs like that. Because it's a little more difficult. You have to boil the water, and you got to do it just right, and what? you know it's finicky to pull up out. I don't know. I'm just, you know. <laughs> I think the hollandaise sauce is harder than the actual poached egg when you're doing it. Well, I don't, I don't love... Uh, like I'm, you know, um, I don't love the hollandaise stuff. I just do poached eggs by themselves. I just, I just eat eggs. I mean, I, I go, I go all. I don't care. Hard boiled, underrated in this conversation. Yeah. Just go the Rocky style and crack them and drink them out of the cup. Like, no, we classify like blue collar. If you eat scramble, you're blue collar. Well, no, if I was. If you just go saying, like, over easy, you're not blue collar. If you go poach eggs, high class. Like it's on the menu. With a, like egg whites, for example. Like if you said <laughs> egg whites, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Assume that you are someone who pretends to think that they eat healthier than I do. Pretends to think they might just be healthy. Gosh, people, people, people who judge people off what type of eggs they. Oh, we're all, we're always making judgments on people. I know. I, that's I love the psychoanalysis of this, like but, Sigmund Freud. Right. Sit down in my chair. What kind of eggs oh, do you yeah. like? Oh my like gosh. an ink blot. Poached eggs. I'm eating with my pinky up because I'm bougie. Like Robin Leach. What's how I was watching the most, expi- most expensive name I haven't heard. Most expensive <laughs> Robin Leach from the Lifestyles and yeah, the Richard yeah, Pages. Yeah, yeah. Most expensive right? Two Chains is hosting that show, and he's with Robin Leach in his mansion. And Robin Leach goes. They were talking about deviled eggs, and Robin Leach goes, ah. One deviled egg is enough. I agree with that. That's classy. If you eat two deviled eggs, that's being greedy. What? Yeah, I don't know about being greedy, yeah. but two two is one too many. For me, one is the perfect amount. For a deviled the, egg? Yeah. Half an egg is too much? Well, no, it's, one, a, it's one a whole egg. Just, right? It's a whole egg, because usually like they piece them together. Yeah, but no, deviled egg, you slice them in half, and then you put the yolk in there. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. my mom always puts them back, like the oh, two halves together. Oh, well, okay. That's how my mom... My mom makes deviled eggs all the time. It's like one right. of her things with the little bacon bits on well, it. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying they usually half an egg. Okay, well, then, then, then in, in that the case, then it would yeah, be two. Right. I, I, I'll eat six deviled eggs in a heartbeat. I'll eat three eggs. I'll, like, what? What came I, first, the chicken or the egg? I just, I don't know. We're, we're judging people if I have Unlimited a possibility. So, so you're telling me somebody will walk into, I don't know, Eddie's Cafe, and I'm eating uh-huh. eating some uh, poached eggs, or I'm at Brenda's, and I got the poached eggs, I got the fried chicken. Well, I like poached eggs. The fried chicken Benedict or something. And somebody's uh-huh. going to look at me and say, oh, that boy's bougie over there, man. Look at the way, look at the eggs he just ordered. What? Like, that's crazy. So me. if you were to classify the 49ers defense as a style of egg right now, what would they be? Well, that's a great term. It's just a great, great You classic. know what they wouldn't that's be? That's really art. The egg frittata, which is the most underrated of the egg dishes that oh. never gets recommended. The- great for a big group setting. If I'm cooking for more than, let's say, eight people in the breakfast setting... The frittata, and my wife is the one who alerted me to this, Listen. is the way to go. Shout out Nelly Frittata. They'd they be scrambled egg because they're all over the place. 
They're scrambling for dear life. They're yeah. scrambling to stop a run. They're scrambling to stop a pass play. They're scrambling to stop a fourth down. They'd be scrambled. But then that would be calling the Niners defense blue collar, right? Now they're playing like a blue collar defense, right? <laughs> what was the old commercial? This is your brain. It's the egg. Oh, and then yeah. they crack it and they fry it and they go, This is your egg. This is your brain on drugs. You guys oh. don't remember that commercial? Oh, I remember that commercial. So Kate Rudy's chiming in. I saw Kate Rudy What's on the sideline from Crowd 4. What's she saying? Sports reporter. Poached eggs is giving Sausalito Shasky vibes. Exactly. See, I told See, you. I, I don't, I don't and agree I with that, And I love my Kate. poached eggs. Poached eggs is fine. You just want to be a little, you know, you want to be I a little them. different. Just be different. Can I go to a local diner and get a poached egg, though? Yeah, most places are going to have it because most places are going to have the Benedict. But which is that typically... on the senior menu if I go to the poached eggs? I don't think it's on the regular menu. <laughs> Taker, Wilkes D equals soft boiled. I mean, <laughs> we're all over the place. I mean, now we get egg talk here. I got dinosaur eggs. We're <laughs> getting egg talk here. Don't egg- just don't ask Guru about it because he does hate eggs. He doesn't eat them at all. What? He doesn't yeah. eat eggs. He does not eat eggs. Why not? I lost. I'm out. I'm out. Maybe today, not, but at some point this week, we will get into the toast part of the eggs and toast with the morning roast. And at that point, I'm taking rye off the table. Number one. Uh, wheat, wheat toast. Give me wheat, wheat toast. Give me just basic wheat toast. You guys, uh, what? <laughs> we're talking about eggs. Why? Why are we? Why were we talking about eggs? Because you can have a meet and no. greet with us. You get oh, to yeah, come into the right. studio. Yeah, that's right. Eggs and toast Good with job. the morning roast. Yeah, there you go. That's right. That's right. I was like, wait, how did we get out egg talk? I don't even remember what I said five minutes ago. I'm just so flustered right now because I didn't know people were judging people off eating eggs. Hey, now yo. I gotta like look over my shoulder if I oh. let me whisper to the waiter. Hey, um I'm really a blue collar guy. Like I'm tough, but uh I kinda want the eggs Benedict or I want my eggs poached. Can you just kinda keep it down, please? Uh, I don't love the Benedict anymore. <laughs> I used to I don't do it to the waiter. Now hey, it's the fried hey, egg hey, over the pizza. I, that I, is the way to hey, go. Hey, 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 uh, hey, Carlos, man, uh, or Ed, you know, Eddie, you know, uh, post eggs, please. Just keep it down. <laughs> or hey, I want the scrambled. Yep, scrambled. See me? I roll my sleeves up. I'll get all. down to dirty. Scrambled eggs over here for Monte. I'm a tough guy. You know what's really scrambled right now is the uh, 49ers defense. It's 100. percent I said that five minutes ago. <laughs> Way to recycle my joke. They are scrambled. Well, then why were we talking about? <laughs> are they scrambled or fried? <laughs> Sunny side up. You got the, we're going to the Super Bowl. You got that Alex Smith soundbite from Adam Schefter. Let me know when you guys have it. Because I want to I, I play that in a second. Let's get to David and Sam Vitale. <laughs> What's the 49 Super Bowl strategy? Can you tie it in, David? Can you tie it in to the egg talk? Absolutely, man. You, you guys got me hungry, man. I, I like mine. Um, I'd rather take an omelet instead, but, uh, okay. but man, you guys got me hungry this morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I'm so so glad to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, 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 looks like our ground game, CMC, neutralized the ground game. Hopefully in that uh, 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 against these Chiefs, man, we can neutralize them with that run game because I have a feeling that uh, Patrick Mahomes, man, they're, they're going to try to spread us out like last time and try to pick us apart. So a uh, uh, big concern for our secondary. But uh, just proud to be in this moment, man. I just love you guys' show, man. Go Niners. I Go mean, Niners. We're very lucky Go to Niners. be in this moment. No, we are. And if we are lucky to be in this moment because the defense did not play well. Here's Baldy on the defensive line's performance against the Detroit Lions. Outside of Bosa, I didn't think any of the defense linemen played well. I didn't think Armstead did. I didn't think Hargrave did. Mm. Definitely not Kinlaw. Or given, I didn't think they got good performances from that front. They got blocked up. I didn't think the run fits with the linebackers was good. I thought Fred was off. 
I thought Burks was off. I mean, I didn't think the run fits looked like a championship-level defense. Like, honestly, I mean, if Fred Warner was on the show right now, I'd go, Fred, on that, you know, Montgomery run 15 yards right in, up the middle. I mean, it's a basic inside zone. Everybody runs that play. The 49ers run as well as anybody. I would get back to the basics, taking on double teams, getting off blocks, like walking through your run fits. You should get these run fits down where literally you put a blindfold on and you know exactly where you're going. That was out of sorts, and it didn't look right, and it didn't look like a championship-level performance to me. Did not look like a championship performance to him, to us, to any 49er fan out there, Shasky. I, I uh, am really surprised to hear him go at Fred Warner like that, but that that's why I love Baldy, because he loves Fred Warner, and the fact that he is basically questioning, like, what are you doing on this? Like, wh- where are we going on that one? It, I, I, that's the kind of unfiltered, unbiased stuff that I expect from him. Yep. And it's something that I think Niner fans need to hear. You need to know your own team's flaws every now and then and acknowledge when your team isn't playing great. Not everything is going to be perfect. The nope. other team gets paid, too. They do. They do. And Kansas City gets paid. The Lions get paid. They got paid to win that football game. Mm-hmm. And they believed early on they could win that football game. And he, you know, it turned out to be a shootout. The Niners had to score, 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 score some more. They had to get above that 30-point-per-game average, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Alex Smith, former quarterback of both the Niners and the Chiefs, and he played under Andy Reid. Here's his initial thought on the Super Bowl as we continue to break down the NFC Championship game and recap the Niners' dramatic victory. Here's Alex Smith. Like, this this 49er defense doesn't do a lot. They don't present a lot of volume. I, I think he they're going to be in for it. The, the only chance I think the Niners have to win is a little bit of a shootout. And again, this Chiefs defense just continues to elevate their game. Wow. Wow. Did you hear that? No, uh, I didn't because uh, my computer completely crashed over here. I don't know what's uh, going on. Oh, okay. Well, out of here, I'll play the game for I you. I apologize. No, no, you're all good. I could recap for you, but Alex Smith and they will recap it. Like this, this 49er defense doesn't do a lot. They don't present a lot of volume. I, I think he... They're going to be in for it. The only chance I think the Niners have to win is a little bit of a shootout. And again, this Chiefs defense just continues to elevate their game. So he's picking the route you're picking, which is offense is going to have to carry the defense. Yes. I which mean, they've done for most of the season, and that's fine. Hey, look, look, if the offense needs to win the shootout, then you know what? I got Devo, IU, Shanahan, Brock Purdy. Use check, and we got to do what we got to do offensively. And you hope you just get a couple stops. Whether it's not punts, maybe you hold them to three a couple times. Maybe you force them to kick a lot of field goals instead of touchdowns. It's not like Kansas City's offense has been lighting the world on fire. No. They've been opportunistic. Now they are getting better. Rice is getting better, right? Kelsey is Kelsey. Uh, I think MBS has had a very good postseason considering where he was at at the oh. end of the regular season. He's caught some major league passes totally from Mahomes agree. in these back-to-back playoff games against Buffalo and Baltimore. So, look, their their offense is not that great. I think the Niners' defense can create some problems here for Mahomes. He's not going to turn the ball over. But I do believe you can hold him out, the, out of the end zone at times. Now, offensively, you got to score. This Chiefs defense is very, very good. They're fast. They're athletic. They're hungry. They're strong. I think they're really good at every single level. But pass rushing-wise, I, I do... I think Purdy can exist and plays against that defense. But again, we'll get to the Super Bowl when we get to it next week. Going back to the Detroit game, I thought the offense did pick up this defense in the second half by converting on third downs, by creating uh, mismatches for their wide receivers outside. And then, again, Purdy, extending plays, man, looking a lot more like Steve Young than Joe Montana in this football game in the fourth quarter. Don't you think that for as much as we rag and, and, and bash Steve Wilkes as a fan base – 
they have been way more like ball hawkish than you would think, considering how much like the fans are just losing their minds on this defense. Like I know there weren't a lot of, of pass breakups in this game, but they did get the big strip fumble. I think this whole game changes on that play right there. And they were crashing. They knew that play was coming. They've had a lot of turnovers this year. What they were like what top five in interceptions? They have they have created some turnovers. Uh, I mean, they have stops. Been perfect. If he stops. Yes, he stops. When you stop a team, when you stop a team on fourth down, that is a turnover. Basically, yeah. it's a turnover on downs. Uh, and so, yes, did Josh Reynolds help you out with the first fourth down drop? Absolutely. But the second fourth down uh, decision by Detroit there, where it was twenty seven twenty four, and I'm thinking, boy, Dan Campbell's really going to elect to pass on the field goal here again, Michael Basley. Uh, 45% on kicks on 48-plus yards. That would have been a long field goal as well. That pass rush to move Goff off his spot. Yes. And to flush him out of the pocket and make him throw inaccurately to Sam Laporta, you have to give the defense credit there. They have been very opportunistic uh, in those situations. Bid, bid, bid. Don't break. We talk about the Green Bay game. Mm-hmm. The first half, Green Bay goes right down to the red zone. You force them to three. Next possession, Green Bay's on the fourth and one. They try to old touch push with Jordan Love. Doesn't work. You hold them out of the end zone. You keep them scoreless on that possession. And instead of being down 10 nothing or 14 nothing, you're only down 3 nothing. So the defense is bit, bit, bit. And that's today's NFL, Shasky. That's. What, what? How do you think Kansas City got to the Super Bowl? Belichick's talked about it forever. Like, I don't care how many yards I give up. What's the What's the score? Yep. Points. You yep. know, what's your scoring defensive numbers? Like, the, the the whole league is set up so that you can move the ball. I think part of why we viewed, and, and Baldy kept saying, like, well, they did move the ball in the first half. Talking about the Niners offense. But we looked up when you only scored seven points. Right. Right? And so we're like, oh, the offense, the offense. And I didn't... I disagree with Baldy on that one. I thought the offense was a little sketch. Yeah, I did too. It looked a little shakier than I think he was giving it credit for. No, I did too. I do too. So the Niners here, when it comes to takeaways, you're asking that. They're 28 takeaways this season. That's the top five. You see the New York Giants. Yeah. New York Giants How? had 31 takeaways. Uh, the Ravens with 31. The Bills. You see the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't really turn the ball over. In the regular season, only 18 but, takeaways. Bottom five Bottom five in the league there when it comes to takeaways for the Kansas City Chiefs. But they've turned it up in the playoffs, no doubt. Uh, yeah, and when I watch that team, they they find a way to move Chris Jones along the defensive line to find the matchup on crucial third down passing situations, and he just heats up, dudes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what he does. He just he he speeds up the entire play. Chris Jones is an all time player. No, he is an all time. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yes, he's I, I'm late to the party he, on Chris Jones. He will be a free agent too after the season. I would love to get him. Now, do you want to invest in him, Hartgrave, and Bolson? No, 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 no. Some, somebody, uh, no. Somebody's going to cut. Also, the Chargers situation. Uh, Joey or Mac is going to get cut. I don't want Joey. I know everybody wants Joey to pair him up with his brother. Joey hasn't been on the field much. And he fits right in. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Let's go to Chris in Virginia. Chris, what's happening? What's going on, fellas? Uh, the whole world is uh, saying Kansas City. I smell a 49ers blowout. See, if we would have got the Ravens to play, we would have just had to say, oh, we need to clean up the turnovers, a few turnovers. Well, Kansas City... The 49ers know that we have to play our best football. And I think after the NFC Championship game, the way we came back, the way the players responded to Brock Purdy when he was taking off with his leg, I think they're saying, hey, Brock, we got you this time. We got you, buddy. We're going to go out there and blow these dudes out the water. 
Oh, what y'all think? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to predict any blowouts for the 49ers. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to predict a Super Bowl yet. I want to. I want to get into the lab a little bit more. I watched the second half of the Baltimore Kansas City game yesterday. Just kind of watch it, see it how it played out in their scheme. Look, the, the what Baldy said about Spagnuolo, their defense coordinator. He's right. He's switching up game plans left and right. It's like Belichick in a way. Offensively and defensively, the Patriots for so long, you never knew what was coming. No. Was it a run-heavy scheme? Was it a pass-heavy scheme? Is Brady going to come out in five wide, empty gun? Or is he going to be under center with a fullback and a tailback and two tight ends? What the hell are they going to bring to the table? You just don't know. Well, that Kansas City's defense, that Kansas City Chiefs defense, Gets Buffalo, yeah, they allowed them to get the underneath stuff, but no explosives. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, they blitz Lamar Jackson relentlessly. And as Baldy said, hey, TBs, make a play. You're going to be on the island, man up. It's Sneed. Legere Sneed's one of the best quarterbacks in football. So who's he going to shadow? Will he shadow Ayuk? Will he just play aside? How are they going to play George Kittle? I don't know what's coming for Spagnuolo that Kansas City Chiefs defense. Was he the one who did the punch uh, on yep, Zay Flowers? Sneed. God. And, and Zay Flowers. One and a, as great as the Ayuk play was, right. as equally as impressive was that punch out. Well, think about it. That on, was incredible. On that drive, that was... Zay Flowers gets deep, right? 54 yards. But he gets caught for unsportsmanlike conduct because he's standing over Sneed yeah. and he's spinning the ball in his face. And a few plays later, LeJerry Sneed says, Karma's a you-know-what, huh? Punches the ball out of the goal line. You got to take care of the football. And, Boom. And Zay, like, I don't know, he punched the, the – he slammed his helmet down and punched the bench and then cut his hand. I mean, the, the young man he had a great well, year. Even Lamar lost his cool. He threw Lamar, the Lamar, Lamar threw it in triple coverage. Go watch the game I, back. Yeah. Triple coverage, he throws a pick. Lamar goes to the sideline, rips his helmet off, slams it on the turf. They lost their composure. Yeah. They lost their composure. And that's the one thing you have to give for the 49ers credit for. Their defense didn't play well at all. Steve Wilkes didn't have a good game plan. Ben Johnson was a couple steps ahead of him all day long. But composure, composure, composure. In a situation like that, down 17, what allows you to make the greatest comeback in title game history being down 17 at the half? you got to keep your composure. That's one thing Shanahan, Wilkes, the defense, and the offense, we need to give them a lot more credit for that that NFC title game, Shasky. They kept their composure, and when it was not cracking time, up 27-24, you got the ball with seven minutes left, let's go to five-minute championship drive. Let's seal the deal here. And the Niners kept the composure with Brock and company by going to that championship drive. I thought it was beautiful, man. Everything with that defense getting the fourth fourth down stop there, and of course the offense getting the ball seven plays and going seventy yards. You know, you're referencing Steve Spagnola, and it's very interesting as all these jobs are opening, and you're looking around the league, and who's going to get what job? Andy Reid is so lucky. Like he he does the offense, right? No one's yeah. questioning that. Even though they had a Bellamy, Matt Nagy and Beller, uh, Bienemy, Bienemy. Excuse me, I had Bellamy. You're right. Nagy was there. You're, you're 100% Bellamy. How yeah, to be a player? I was way wrong. How to be uh, a player, Shasky? But he's the one who's the architect of that offense, right? Yep. Okay, then you look at defense. When you have a guy who's kind of been there, done that, and has been fired as a head coach, and he is 64, he's not going anywhere. Nobody's hiring him. Like, like as a head coach, as a head coach, that's a luxury to be in that situation. You're not losing your DC. They've had the same continuity for a long time over there. He's been there since 2019. Yeah, he's been there a while. After taking a couple seasons off, he went to Baltimore, was a consultant, kind of learned some things. And he said, I was listening to uh, Jim Nets and uh, Tony Romo, and uh-huh. even before the game with Boomer and who was it? JJ Watt, Nate Burleson, yeah. Watt's Bill good. Cower. JJ Watt's good. I that, actually really like that pregame set. Is really good. It's better I mean, than Fox's. Bill Cower, 
Phil Sims. Phil Sims feels like the loud man out. Let's try to get Uncle Phil and on the bo- show before the Super was Bowl. Was Boomer wearing the uh, the black pinstripe? He looked like he was straight out of like uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, he's the only one who picked the Chiefs to win the game. He's the only one to pick well, them. I I think you and I both picked the Chiefs last week. Did we pick the Chiefs? I said I'm never yeah. betting against Mahomes. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against Mahomes That's, either. Spadoni and I have had this conversation yeah. for a long so time. So you bet against Mahomes at the Super Bowl? We'll get there next week. We'll get there next week. We'll get well, there next week. Well, that's in part of but, why you know I'm looking at it as a Niner fan. If you wanted to write the most storybook version of it, and I know it's real life. It never plays out like a storybook. Beating Mahomes and getting that redemption it's a hell of a way to end a 29-year drought. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Right? Oh, I thought they were clapping for us out there <laughs> for that take. What a take. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sales rooms <laughs> erupted. But Spagnola, he's been there for 2019, and we saw him in the Super Bowl. I thought Shanahan was it. Look, Shanahan had a good game plan for the Super Bowl. He got away from the jet sweeps. Well, he got away from the jet sweeps. He got away from the run at yeah. times. You know, Kittle? We, we don't, but you know what? Shanahan did scheme up some plays for Kittle. Chris Jones made some things happen. The blind he pushed throw? the pocket. Well, not not the blind throw. That was in the second quarter, of course. <laughs> yeah. you know, he closed his eyes. And Every time I bring that up, you smile. No, I mean, listen, I, I don't want to bring back flashbacks, but we're going to have to bring back the flashbacks because these same two teams met in Super Bowl 54. They, they feel so different, though. They are different, but we Shanahan so had plays open. Chris Jones pushing the pocket and dominating the interior of that offensive line. Now, it wasn't Jake Brindle playing center. No. Who was playing center that it, year for West the Niners? Westbrook was hurt. Westbrook got hurt against New Orleans. Uh, we'll, we'll get there in a second. But uh, look, at Chris Jones took it over, and Jimmy was just off. Jimmy was off, got some passes batted down, and the Niners got away from the run game. That was unfortunate. But Chris Jones is the guy you got to identify in this football game. Let's go to uh, Frank as we figure out who the center was in that game. My, my memory is shot right now. Uh, Frank in Fort Worth, Texas. What's happening? Hey, buddies. What's happening? What's I'm going trying on? trying to get through uh, yesterday, man, but uh, the phone lines were jammed up. Um, yeah, this, uh, this game had me, man, emotionally wrecked. I didn't even make it to the gym the next morning. <laughs> Uh, but, hey, check it out. You know, the one thing I noticed about the defense on the second half, man, they came out firing. They, they were, you know, they mentioned in their in their uh, uh, halftime talk that, hey, just do your job. And, you know, once they started doing that and, and firing and, and hitting, you can notice the difference in the, you know, um, audio between the first half and the second half. And I think if they just, you know, make their tackles, stay in their gaps, I think we'll be fine, man. I think we'll yeah. be able to disrupt uh, this offense. And so I think, you know, if there's any adjustment to be made, I think that's that, just tackling. I've seen so many missed tackles yep. the last couple games that that if we just clean that up, man, I think it changes the game for us. No, I'm with that's you there. They, they tackled a lot better in the second half. Some good game tackling. I thought the Fred Warner tackle on Amara St. Brown on third and four before the fourth and two, the first fourth and two for Detroit there, up 24 to 10. I thought that was a great tackle by Fred Warner. I thought it was a great tackle by the defense before the fourth and three later in the game when the Niners were up 27-24. Amara St. Brown catches an out route for seven yards. You see three 49ers right there, pursuit to the yeah. ball, make sure to collision wrap, drive your legs, and make the tackle there to keep Detroit. Because in the first half, they were breaking all kind of tackles, getting those extra yards, that extra yard, extra two yards there to get the first downs. Back in Super Bowl 54, Shasky. 
You know who the starting I, center was? Yes. I just looked at here. Ben Garland. Ben Garland. And Michael Persons, Michael Person was playing guard. Next to Ben Garland, right guard. Lincoln Thompson at left, left guard. Ben Garland was not good in that football game whatsoever, especially in the fourth quarter. It's it's like looking at this offensive line, how they made it to the Super Bowl is kind of crazy. McGlinchey, Michael Person, and Ben Garland. Well, they ran the ball down the Packers' throats. But Chris I know. Jones, and you know what's funny with and, Chris Jones batting those balls in the fourth quarter? <laughs> I'm a sick individual, but that preseason game, the Niners met the Chiefs in the preseason right. at Arrowhead Stadium. There's a key fourth down there with Jimmy Garoppolo early in that football game. Chris Jones with a tip pass at the line of scrimmage in that preseason game. Why, why That's what he see? does. That's what he does. Why what am I doing to you? I just I don't want to be triggered again. by that Super Bowl. No, you know we're pre pros here. <sighs> it is what it is. You got to face your fears. It is what it is. It happened. How many times you watched that Super Bowl back? I watched it in Cabo. Remember, I was texting I you guys, and then you decided to do a side chat with Love and Spinotti that you still get. No wonder our thread, our show thread, is dead. I'd be you guys got your all old. The time. You guys got your old thread going on. I had a hot take. No one touched yesterday in the chat. What was that? Well, if you saw it, you would. It's all right. I said, I said, hot take: Niners could roll Kansas See, City. This is me setting you up. It's all right. It's all right. No. And you know what I say to that? Don't even bring that into that chat. Don't even do that. That's why it's a hot take. Well, I have watched that game back. I, honest to God, at least a dozen times. It's hard. Oh, I watch them all back. It's like it actually gets easier. Damian it, Williams destroyed well, us. Well, <laughs> late in that game. Well, the formations of the Chiefs. Andy Reid coming off a bye week. We know how sick he is. Uh, but <laughs> it's just I know. Uh, and then the quad Alexander drop off the shoulder pads. It's just. But you know what, though? This is where Shanahan has grown. Super Bowl 54. Third and 15. You got Somebody's got to make a stop. Uh, Troy Aikman, yeah. I, we need <laughs> oh to get that out of you for next week. Please do. <laughs> Troy Aikman was just. I wish oh he was. Uh, you know what? I'm a little disappointed this game's on CBS because I'm not the biggest fan of Tony Robo right now. I used to love Tony Robo. But I'm so I'm so much of a fan of Greg Olson. Not only became because he came on the morning roast and then I saw him on the sidelines. Well, he goes, Oh, I'll come on anytime you guys are good. He goes, Yeah, that that was awesome, dude. But Greg Olson's performance. Burkhart and Olsen in an NC title game, letting the game breathe, knowing when to break it down, talking about some of the stunts, geeking out, knowing when to nerd out, knowing when to talk about the momentum, knowing when to talk about the play call. Greg Olson was on fire. But in that Super Bowl fifty four, Shasky, watching that game back. I get more and more triggered by Shanahan's play calls. I know. First and 10, 49 yard line, three timeouts in the minute 49. Throw this at and you. nobody ever talks about it, though. Why? Everybody was, you know, and yes, Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. Hell, Brock Purdy overthrew Brendan Ayuk, and Brendan Ayuk made the greatest play ever. He did get uh, PI'd, but keep going. It's all good. Shanahan has grown as a play caller since that game. I That I agree with. Because if you had to go back, Wait a minute. Why am I throwing the ball four straight times? Let me run the ball. Mahomes can't touch the football the rest of the game. We're not going to allow him to touch the football. We're either going to win or lose, but we're going to have the last possession of the game. Won that championship game, 27-24. And we're all thinking, boy, this game isn't over. What are the 49ers going to do? We've seen it in NFC title games mm-hmm. against the Rams where Shanahan gets a little conservative and he runs, runs, runs and say, you know what, defense, go win the game. But he sits it. You know what? My defense is tired. They just gave up a, a, a ton of yards here. Let's run the ball and let's just really bleed this clock. And I thought, let's just look at the uh, play sheet here, Shasky. 
First and 10, McCaffrey, seven yards. Boom, you get the clock rolling. You get positive yards on first down for the first time in a long time in that football game. You get seven yards. All right, second down, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to throw to Debo Samuel. Make a play, Debo. Get me a first down. What Debo does, eight yards. Boom, short pass to the left flat. Boom, Debo gets eight yards. Clock's moving. You get a first down. You move the sticks. Okay, let's get back to the run game. Now, you only gain two yards on first down, but you run the ball, and you run another 40 seconds off the clock. And then you hit uh, Chris McCaffrey again in the flat, taking what the defense giving you, knowing that, hey, this is a five-minute offense right now. Let me get the little short pass play to McCaffrey, keep the clock rolling, and then it sets up the dramatic third and four play Shasky where Brock Purdy scrambles for a big-time first down. Yeah, and then, obviously, after that, you have the CMC. And, man, has anyone said anything about CMC's head? Did, did they say anything? Because the final possession, obviously Eli scores the touchdown after the CMC run, and then the, the Niners have to ice the game with three straight runs. Yeah, he's to, not on the injury report. He's but gonna there was fine. no injury report. Yeah, he's gonna be, he was on the podium. I figured. I, I just wanted to make he sure. He got his turf. He's like, hey, I need a blow here. And, and Greg, Olson, Greg Olson on the play, play call, when they show McCaffrey after that big run down to the three-yard yeah. line, Greg Olson's like, he's Greg McCaffrey's like, I need one. I need one. And Greg Olson's like, you know what? He deserves it because he's been carrying this off. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.